Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Would you take out your bulletin here? And on the back, you have the message review. And if you didn't get one, just raise your hand and and, uh, she'll give you one. And what we want you to do is to try to... I have one, one other one to put up there. Um, and the next time I teach, that'll be 12, and it'll be there. Uh, but you see, and you can cut it out, you can uh, put it in your, in your book. God wants us to possess our possessions. He really does. And it's, it's very important that uh, we're good stewards of what he's given us. So and if, you, if you lose this or whatever, you can always go to our website, and, and it has information on our website about it. Anytime you want to see the message before or you want to bring notes to the message, like today, the messages are usually on the website uh, by Saturday night. So you can, you can bring a copy of the message. In, in the, like this is my message, and it has... Uh, uh, Two pages to it. It was on the website last night, so if you ever want it, you can always uh, get that also. Last week, we went through how the secrets of how do you become worry-free. How do you do that? Because we know that worry is sin. We know that. How do you become worry-free then? Obviously, it's a lot of things that, that um, come across our path that will, that will cause us, if we are not careful, to get into anxiety, to get into worry, to get into uh, trouble, uh, where we'll, we feel troubled inside. And that's what we said where it would be, is anxiety. Uh, we'll get in, into care. We'll get into uh, fear sometimes of that which is... Uh, unexpectedly, we, we, we kind of expect that, well, you know, something bad is going to happen in this situation, whether you go into a job interview, whether uh, you, your, your boss calls you into the office. I know in, in, when I used to teach, the, when the principal wanted us to see us, he will put a little pink slip in our, in our uh, mailbox, our little pigeonhole mailbox in the main office. And when you get that pink slip, you say, oh, man, what did I do? You know? And, and I, I've gotten a couple of them. And uh, uh, so, so, man, what did I do? So you, so you, and usually it's in the afternoon. You get it in the morning, but usually you meet with them in the afternoon. And you had to go to all day long teaching class thinking about what did I do. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, so we can, we can do that. And we know that God doesn't want us doing that. He really doesn't. So how do we do it? How do we come wear free? Last week, we talked about four things, and, and, and uh, uh, probably you didn't wear the pants you wore last week, so you, didn't, you don't have the notes. Uh, but um, uh, they were on the, on the website, but you might have it memorized. One of them, we said that, the first thing we said that, you, you need to believe that everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. In other words, well, everything we see was made out of that which you don't see. God spoke it into existence. We know that uh, there are laws in the natural realm but the spiritual realm has laws too, and those laws 
Those laws supersede the natural realm. Just like um, uh, you know that natural things, something like gravity, you know that, uh, of course, uh, aerodynamics, it'll, it'll supersede that. It's the same way with spirit. Otherwise, Jesus couldn't do the miracles. Is that correct? Because if a person was born blind or, or born lame, how is he going to be healed? Unless there's a law that supersedes that natural law. And God has uh, that for us. Those are, those are things that he has for us. Those are possessions he has for us. We said all things are ours. We said that as one of the possessions that he wanted us to possess. So we say, okay, uh, the first thing you need to do is realize that everything is spiritual. If something bad is happening, some situation is going on, it's a spiritual reason for this thing going on, and it might not be your fault at all. It's just that the enemy might be messing with you. It might be that God is, is uh, uh, trying to teach you something. It doesn't matter what it is. He might be uh, trying to teach us that, look, uh, I'm with you always. And so he is, isn't he? isn't he? But he wants us to know that. So we talked about that. We talked about uh, number two. Uh, I know somebody knows what that is. Okay, you must choose to serve God. You must choose to serve God. You, want, you don't want to choose to serve yourself. You know, you don't want to put self on the throne. You don't want to choose to serve the world system because the principles of the world system, it's not going, it's not going to work. Not going to work at all. And you don't, don't, you don't want to choose to, to serve people because that's not going to work either. Now, of course, we're going to serve God by serving people. But see, sometimes we want to uh, be at the, the people or the things that, that makes us tick. That's not, that's not what God wants, to, wants to, to do at all. We talked about the third one, which found in uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 9 and 10. That was in 10. Okay, somebody tell me. Increase your knowledge of God. And you might say, well, I know God. I don't need to increase my knowledge of him. Everyone needs to increase the knowledge of God. Paul told the church at Colossus, you need to increase your knowledge of God. And so we do need to do that. Because the more you know God, the more you'll be worry-free. It's very important. Uh, the enemy cannot tell you things and put thoughts in your mind because you know those are lies. Because you, are, you know God. You and we talked about a, a fourth one. We say you must what? You must please God. Okay. Now you say, well, why do I have to please God? I mean, I'm, God, why, why does he want us to please him? Well, Jesus said, I always do that which pleases the Father. So we want to be like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we want to please God. And we can't please him without faith, we talked about. So that's where we ended. Now let's pick it up there because we have eight. We did, gave you four yesterday. Our last week, we want to give four this week. Okay, four. Number five. Number five, let's turn to... Um, Psalm. Let's go there. Psalm 119. Let's go there. 89. And we'll see number 5. Now all of you know it, but we just want to, we, we want to, we always want to open the Word of God. Always want to see this thing. And so we put it on the screen because uh, everyone doesn't bring your Bible, but if you do bring it, uh, open it up to it. It says, forever, this mind said that, because I'm reading from the New American Standard, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It didn't say, 
temporarily. He says, forever your word is settled in heaven. The word of God, this is number, number five, the word of God is the standard for everything. For everything you say, for everything you do, for everything you see, for every place you go, the word of God is the standard. And if you don't have that as a standard, there's no way you're going to be word free because you open yourself up to the enemy. And as long as you open up to the enemy, he's going he's to ruffle your feathers every day. He's going to ruffle your feathers. But as long as you stand in his word and knowing that the word is forever settled, then you, you can be word free. Another one that would say the same thing, basically, we won't turn to it, it's in Luke, and it says that heaven and earth shall pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my words shall not pass away. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, just think of it. If you're so excited about earth and what's going on here, it's going to pass away. If you want to if, if uh, put your trust in the world system, it's going to pass away. It's best to put your, your trust in the word of almighty God. It should never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God shall not pass away. The word of God is a standard. That's number, number six. Number Number, number, number five. Number six. Somebody already know it. I'm pretty sure you know it. I was saying about this morning. God loves you. If you don't know that God loves you, you're not going to be worry free. Because when you know that you are loved, you can rest. You can rest. It doesn't matter what is happening in your life. It doesn't matter what situation comes about. When you know that your father loves you, then you can be worry-free. I guarantee you. Now, you say, well, uh, well, I don't know. Sometimes he might do things I don't like. No, 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 no. No, when you know that your father loves you, everything that happens, you're in safe hands. Because we're talking about Father God. (laughs) <laughs> does, he, does he make mistakes? No. Is he perfect? In the English, mean perfect. Yeah, he's perfect. Never makes a mistake. Never makes a mistake. Can he open doors that are closed? Can he close doors that are open? Can he cause it to flood over the whole world? Can he cause that? Yeah. Can he send a soul to hell or save a soul? Yes. Can he make something out of nothing? Can he raise up children from rocks? Can he make dry bones people? God is in the Bible. God can do it all. So when you know that God loves you, what what are you going to be worrying about? What are you going to worry about? And I, I know that I can worry about nothing when I know that God loves me. Now, when I start doubting God's love for me, that's when I start wavering. Okay? And see, the enemy wants to get you off of that. He'll tell you, God doesn't love you. Do you know what you said the other day? Do you know what you did the other day? God doesn't love you. 
anymore. He doesn't love you. Well, see, those are lies. He's trying to get you worried and anxiety. He's trying to get you off of the love of God. And see, God loves you. You. Each individual person, he loves you. If you're the last person on the earth, if you're the only person on earth, he loves you. Do you love Adam? He was the only one. At one time, he loved him. He'll love you too. He loves you. You have to know that God's love. So we said number five was? Word of God is standing. Number six? God loves you. Let's go to uh, Romans 8. Let's go there. Well, uh, next one. Uh, seven one. Romans 8, probably 28. Oh, this is so good. Oh, this one is so good, I'm going to tell you. Verse 28. This is number 7. When we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, we can be worry-free. We can be worry-free. He causes all things to work together for good. To those who love him and to those called according to his purpose. He calls all things to work together for good. So what are you going through? He causes those things that you're going through to work together for good because you, what, love God and you're called according to his purpose. Now, those are the prerequisites. You call according to his purpose and that you love God. All things work together for good. Okay? So, if I'm in anxiety about a situation, I can know this situation is subject to change. Whatever bad thing that could happen, it doesn't really matter because God's going to cause it to work together for good. Right? See, we don't think that way. We don't think that way. Somehow we think that, that God is some distant person way off somewhere and he doesn't know what's going on. And if he knew, he's too far away to help. And I don't know why we think that way. And we wouldn't say it now. We'll say that God's with us. We know that we, God's everywhere. We know that, all those type of things. But we don't think that way when we run into a hard situation. We think he's somewhere else, so we better fend for ourselves. We better worry about this thing and see what I can do. You know? What can I do to, hinder the, uh, to, to remedy this situation? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? You've got to realize that God doesn't want you to do anything about this situation. But go to him. That's important. Go to him. Now, so five, come on. Word of forever settled in heaven. The word of God is a standard. It's a standard. It is a standard. The word of God is a standard. Six. Seven. The last one, let's turn to uh, Philippians 4. Let's go there. In, in the last one, uh, we're going to spend a little time there. It's, it's really um, 
really good. We need to practice. We need to practice. This is, this is number eight. We need to practice staying in the, the peace that God gives us. We need to practice, this is number eight, staying in the peace that God gives us. And he does give us peace, doesn't he? It says that in John. He gives us peace. The gospel down here gives us peace. Peace is left with us. Not peace that the world gives, he gives. One he gives has all understanding, doesn't it? Peace. He gives us peace. Okay, Philippians chapter 4. Let's start in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything, it tells us. So if I don't worry, what are you telling me to do? What do you tell me to do? He says, but, so here's the, what you're going to do instead of worrying. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. God wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him. Anything that happens to you, that you're uncertain about the outcome, you're in a little fear about what, what bad thing could happen, go to God. Go to God with it in prayer. Go with it because that's what he wants. Because he wants to be your savior of that situation, your deliverer in that situation. He wants to be, uh, uh, you know, the, the caretaker of you. He wants to be the supplier. He wants to be everything that you have need of because he is. He is. And when we don't come to them, him, and you just think, if, you know, with your children, if, if, if your child had a problem and they didn't come to you, you find out about it by somebody else because somebody else told you, hey, your, your, your son or your daughter came to me and they, they were so worried about this situation, they didn't know whether they were going to eat or not. They didn't know whether you were going to stay together or not. They didn't know whether you were going to leave them at home and never come back in. They were just all, all crying and everything. They came to me and for help. You wouldn't be all happy about that, would you? You want your children to come to you when they have problems, don't you? Come, you don't go to your friends. What are your friends going to tell you? Well, we know the Bible always said those who you know, grow up with you, they, they'll lead you astray. You want to come to your parents. You want to come to Father God. That's who you want to come to. Because he loves you. And he can, he can do everything. And so when you don't come to him, he said, well, I wonder, what, I wonder what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Here I am. I gave my only begotten son for him. I did everything for him. Why won't they come to me? I'm going to read you something. You don't have to go back to it. Well, you can if you want to. Romans 8. I'm going to read you something because when, when, when you see that, you say, wow, wow, God. This is, ooh, 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 this is so good. I got to hold your place with Philippians because we got to go back to Philippians. Well, Romans 8, we were, we were in 28. But 
29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he, he predestined to become to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he uh, predestined, he also called. And these who were called, he also justified. No, he justified. He also glorified. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? Like all things work together for good to those who love God to call it to his purpose. If God is for us, who can be against us? I don't care if you're an employer. I don't care if you get five pink slips in the, in the box. In the morning, say, uh, show up. Then you get a number. Hey, I, don't forget to show up. This is very important. You get a number. Hey, I said show up now because this is important. I don't care how many pink slips you get. It says that if God is for us, who can be against us? Can Satan be against you? And when? Oh, he's an adversary, all right. But he cannot win. He cannot win against you because you are in Christ. He doesn't have a chance. Doesn't have a chance. Only thing he can try to do is maneuver you to sabotage yourself. So that's what he tries to do. Listen to what it says. Verse 32, this is what I came back to say. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Why would we worry then? Why would we be anxious about anything? Why not go through him with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, and let our requests be known to him, as said in Philippians 4? Why wouldn't we do that when it says that I didn't spare my own son for you? Don't you realize with him I'm going to give you everything because he's, he's arisen. He's, he's alive. He, he, you know, you're in him. We are the body of Christ. Is that correct? Why wouldn't we go to him? Why would we worry when we know this verse? You can put this verse on your refrigerator and say right here, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how would he not also with him freely give me all things, get me out of trouble, all things. I don't care what comes in my situation, all things in that thing. All things in it. Let's go back to Philippians. The word of God is forever settled in heaven. So if he says he's going to freely give you all things, what does he mean? He's going to freely give you all things. Either you're going to believe the word of God, or you're not going to believe the word of God. Now I'm here, here to tell you that you must believe God, you must believe God, who he is. You must believe him. Because you're not going to believe what a person says unless you believe in the person. Is that correct? You must believe God, who he is. He's, he's a good God. He's not trying to catch you into mistakes. He's not trying to catch you doing things wrong. He's not trying to set you up for failure. God is trying to get you into everything that belongs to you. He's trying to maneuver you into heaven (laughs) where you belong. He is trying his best to keep you out of the clutches of the enemy. He prayed that God, 
Keep them. Don't take them out of the world, but keep them. While they're in the world, from the enemy. God loves us. Oh, this is so important. So important for us to know. Then it says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. That means that we can't even comprehend. If, if, if it surpasses all comprehension, that means that anything you comprehend, it, the peace of God surpasses that. It surpasses that. Will God, and that God is, is like a, is, it's like a, a garrison. It's like a, a fort, a fort that, that you put a whole a fence around. You put the wall around. You put guards on the wall. You, you, this thing is secure. The peace of God, it says, will God, it will keep your, oh, this is good, your heart. That means your mind, your will, your emotions. Those things that run wild when things come your way. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen to this. I wonder, oh, I wonder what's going to happen, especially in relationships. You know what I mean in those relationships. You don't know what's going to, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Don't we get, uh, don't we get all uptight in relationships? It doesn't have to be a, 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 a relationship where husband and wife, I'm talking about just relationships. Just relationships. We get all uptight about relationships. I wonder whether they, 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 they're gonna still be my friend. I wonder whether this, I wonder whether this, I wonder that. And we always wonder, did I do anything? So many times, so many times, I'm telling you that this thought come to my mind. I wonder what did I do? You know, what did I do? I try to do my best to help the person. What did I do? What did I do? Why they, why they won't speak to me? Why they don't? Has that ever crossed your mind? He said the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will and the King James might say, understand, it will keep your heart and your mind and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sometimes you don't even, you don't even know how you're in peace in a, in, in a situation. Sometimes you, you ask the person, how in the world did you, how, how are you able to handle this? It seems like this situation you're going through is so terrific. Horrific. What, how, how are you handling this thing? Uh, it's just God. God says his peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart, your, your mind, your will, and emotion. I've seen it. I've seen it in people that it seemed like you said, wow, my God, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't know what I would do. And, and they, 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 they're, like, they, they're, they're going through this thing like, my goodness gracious. Man, I wish I could get to that point. It's a peace of God that does it. And he says he'll do it. He's, then he says, finally, finally, now when he, when he says that, he's, he's going to give you some information. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, a good report, if there be any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things.
And I know, I know he wrote that for me. He might have not write it for you, but he wrote it for me. Because my mind tends to want to think on everything except good report, being the praise, being the virtue. My mind all automatically thoughts start coming to my mind about bad report. I mean, have you, have you ever been there? Bad report and stuff like that. God doesn't want you to think about that. I, I tell you, this message is for us today. It was last Sunday. It is for today. You put them together. It's for us because I know that I know that I know that I'm going through things. You're going through things. I know that God wants you to be at peace. He, he wants you to be worry-free. He doesn't want you thinking all those negative things that's crossing your mind because the enemy will tell you these things. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Some of you thinking, man, Am I ever going to find me a wife? Yeah. And some of the, on the opposite side might find, am I ever going to find a husband? And the other one might be saying, oh, am I ever going to have any children? That's what Abraham and Sarah would say. Yeah. God says, don't, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Am I ever going to find a job? That, 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 that I like. Am I ever going to get off this shift that I'm on? Come on. Am I, they, are they ever going to give me a raise? <laughs> you know? God doesn't want you going there. He doesn't want you going. Start thinking on those things that are, that are good, that are, if they're having to praise. Think on those things. Because those things will keep us in the right frame of mind. It'll keep us in peace. It'll keep us trusting God. Now, that's why number eight was practice. To start off, practice, practice staying. All those words are important. You need to practice this. Practice staying, not, not jumping in and out. Practice staying in the peace that God gives us. Practice. Practice. If you don't practice... It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You got to practice. And everybody, everyone who, who, who's uh, athletic or anything, you know practice makes perfect. It, it does. It does. You know, if you have any skill. If you don't have any skill, you can practice all you want to. <laughs> oh. Then it says, verse 9, the, the things you have learned and received, and heard and seen in me. Woo! That's what you, that's what you, that's what you want to, want, want, want to do. Um, you want to be that person that tells your children, your co-workers, your family members, the things that you have learned, the things you've, 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 you know, received, the things you've heard, the things you've seen in me. That means not only did I teach you, not only did you, you, God give you a revelation on it, you know, you learned it, you received it, not only did you hear it from me, but you have seen me walk the talk. Oh, that's what we need, don't we? You've seen me walk the talk. Do those things. And and that didn't say the peace of God, it says the God of peace. The God of peace. Didn't it? 
See, to move from the peace of God to the God of peace will be with you. What more do we want? Huh? I've given you eight things that God has given me. And, and believe me, I thought seriously about trying to change some things. I said, God, I got to do this thing right. I, I gave four, but I got, to get this, I got to get it right, God. I can't, I can't mess up because they're dependent upon me, and, and I need it. I need it. I got to have it, God. And so I didn't do the message till yesterday. And I uh, finished around three to four. And it was the same thing that I had. Um, I just broke one of them up into two parts. The same thing I had last week. That I, that I had all of them last week, but I didn't give before. And because I thought, I said, maybe I, I changed this thing. So I prayed and prayed, 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 prayed. Because this is so important. This is so important. Because all of us were. All of us were. And he says, stop worrying because it's a lack of faith. That's what it is. A lack of trust in your Savior who gave his only begotten son for us. And why wouldn't he now that he's resurrected? He's alive. We're the body of Christ. Why would he not get, freely give us everything? Why are we doubting our God by worrying? What is worrying going to do? Is it going to is it going to add an inch to your stature? You think you're going to be six eight? Forget it. Forget it. It's not going to do it. You think it's going to add more hair on your head? Forget it. <laughs> not going to help. You know. What can it do? What can worrying do? Only keep you in sin and keep you from the possessions that God has for you. That's what it's going to do. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.